Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. See that smile? He loves the mat. Every one of these guys, they love the mat. These guys love the mat. That's the difference between, you know, maybe some years in the past where we've had guys that they tried to get out of practice as soon as possible. And these guys, we got to kick them out of the room. We love it. We love it. It's a blast. It's a blast up there in second floor Carver Hawkeye Arena. The training's been great. Uh, I'm excited. You know, this is a pretty young team. When the, when the final 10 guys get sorted out as we go into the Big 12 championships, you know, we might only have one or two seniors on this team. So it's still a pretty inexperienced team, um, but uh, a lot of talent right now. So so we're really excited to get going. We're probably going to have some wrestle-off matches, not this weekend, but next weekend. And then we're going to use a couple open tournaments to decide who's going to go for us right away early uh, when we open up here, I think. November 27th uh, on a Saturday at Hilton. So that's going to be our process to kind of see who who our number one and number two guys are going into uh, the regular season. You know, Saturday we had a captain-led practice, and I know they got together and they they put some goals on paper. They have some things that they want to do as a group. And now my job is to hold them accountable to that. And so that means that the standard is set really high, incredibly high. And they've raised the standard, and that to me that excites me as a coach. So, you know, everyone's going to want to, hey, well, what about this guy and this guy and what about the lineup? I don't know right now. <laughs> you know, we got a couple opens to start to lead us off, and that'll really kind of dictate our, our lineup going into the Missouri and Virginia Tech um, and then those collegiate duels and those things. But to say I'm not excited about the amount of work that guys have put in and the, and the purposeful focus work that guys have put in, uh, man, it's as good as I've had since I've been here. So that's exciting, but even as good as it's been, it can always be better. And, you know, and, you know we're going to see it when we compete. Tom Brands, Kevin Dresser, Doug Schwab. Um, college season's already kind of underway. I know we had a handful of competitions last week, but all three of these teams, um, the in-state teams, Iowa's Division One programs, are going to be in action this weekend. And we're going to finally, I think, get a better idea of what um, some lineup plans are. I, I know I rolled out um, you know, some lineup breakdowns throughout the week on all three teams. Um, but we obviously, you know, th- those are those are really, and when I talk to coaches about that, it's, it's more, you know, hey, th- this is my best educated guess based on what I know at the moment. Because competition obviously reveals all, which is what makes this weekend... So exciting, right? So let's, hey, let's kick things off right there. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Happy Friday. Been a while since we talked last. Uh, been a busy couple weeks, really been a busy month. Um, you know, now that yeah, it's Friday, November 12th here. Um, busier month. Um, trying to find a little bit of a rhythm here as we really seriously approach the wrestling season. Um, but we're going to learn a lot this weekend. There's a handful of tournaments out there. Um, I know that there were a handful of tournaments and competitions really over the last 12 days, at least as it pertains to college wrestling. Um, but the three big, the the big three, they're going to be in action this weekend, right? Iowa is going to send a a contingent of wrestlers to the Luther open up in Decorah and then Iowa state and Northern Iowa will both have some presence at the Grandview Open here in Des Moines. So a lot of wrestling to follow. We're going to try our best to keep tabs on everything, um, you know, and we'll and we'll kind of dissect it all, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning and try and figure out what it all means. Right. So um, but with that, I, I kind of wanted to take today's show to kind of, you know, further discuss a little bit um, 
of the lineups, right? And, and again, I know I rolled out the lineup breakdowns this week, um, but it's just always interesting to talk lineups, right? And, and I got a handful of thoughts, um, you know, so we're just going to kind of freewheel it. We'll go right down to the line, um, you know, in the order you heard the coaches, Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. Um, and then at the end of the show, I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of fun interviews with some high school wrestlers, um, two specifically Wyatt Voker and Trevor Anderson. Wyatt Voker, um, senior at West Delaware, Trevor Anderson, senior at Ankeny. Um, both of them recently made their college commitments, um, and so I really enjoyed getting to talk to them just about their recruiting process and, and coming to the decisions that they made. Um, obviously, I've already written stories on them and doing my best to keep tabs on on all the high profile. Iowa high school wrestlers who are making their, um, you know, college decisions, um, especially the senior class, they were kind of rushed a little bit um, just because of, you know, the pandemic kind of put everything on hold, right? Um, So we'll end the show with them, but we're going to start today, I think, just with, you know, just we're going to talk some lineups, right? Like, and I I think a lot of this is is pretty straightforward, but, um, you know, just kind of random thoughts that have been rolling around in my head as I've been kind of going back and forth um, maybe not back and forth, but just kind of looking at the lineups and, and looking at the rough plans and, and what are these guys going to do this year? What are the teams going to do this year? What What is the rough plan? And we'll start with we'll start with the Hawks. Um, you know, the lineup, I think, is pretty straightforward, right? Everybody's back, um, you know, at their best. Um, you know, we'll just go down the line, right? 25, Spencer, duh. Um, 33, Austin DeSanto, duh. Uh, 141, Jay Nyerman, duh. Um, 49, a little bit interesting, I think at least. Max Murin is the returner, got to the blood round last year at the NCAA Championships. Uh, but Vince Turk is back in the in the room. Um, awesome name for a podcast. Uh, but two, he's back in the room. Um, did some. He, he was he, he did did a military um, active duty, I believe, last year, um, which froze his eligibility clock. That's that's the that was the phrasing that was told me or told to me. So now he's back in the room. He's at 149. I think that could be a very interesting lineup battle because, you know, I just – I don't want people to forget how – you know, it's not like Turk was a world beater, right? But, I mean, the guy went to the NCAA championships. He won three matches. He was he was neck and neck with Pat Lugo um, the year that Pat Lugo won everything. And so I, I just think that could be interesting until the Midlands, right? You know, I, th- I give Max Muren maybe the, the slight edge in that race, but um, keep an eye on Vince Turk, right? Uh, 57, Caleb Young. Um, 165, Alex Marinelli, uh, 174, Michael Kemmer, 184, another interesting weight. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote Abe Assad is probably the leader in this race at the moment, but there's also Nelson Brands who, you know, NCAA qualifier last year, fourth of the big 10 tournament. Um, and then Miles Wilson, um, who has been hurt. And so we really haven't gotten to see a ton of him. And when he hasn't been hurt, like when he's been healthy, obviously he's been very good, right? He made the U23 men's freestyle world team. Um, you know, he went one and one in Serbia, uh, so, but Hey, like, you know, he, he had to, he had to navigate a pretty tough field in order to, to make that team. So that'll be kind of interesting. Again, I, I, I think I like Abe in that spot. Um, you know, but that's a weight that, Hey, you know, let's, let's kind of see how these guys duke it out and, and who emerges. And, um, you know, that could be another one to another interesting battle. I think to follow all the way through, through Christmas in the Midland championships, uh, 97, Jacob Warner, and then heavyweight Tony Cassiope, duh, um, Hawkeyes are going to the Luther Open this weekend, and they released the list of wrestlers that they're sending there, which is kind of what makes this a little intriguing, right? There's, you know, 18-ish, you know, I didn't actually count them out, but I have the the, the list of names here in front of me. They're sending Jesse Ibarra at 125, um, DeSanto and Colin Shriver at 33, Jaden and Leif Schroeder at 41, Turk, Kobe Seabrecht, and Brettley Reyna at 49. Caleb Young's the only going, only one going at 57. Um, Alex Marinelli, Joe Kelly, and Patrick Kennedy at 165. I think that's a little interesting. Uh, Brennan Swafford, only one going at 74. Abe Assad, only one going at 84. You got Warner and Zach Glazier at 97. And then Aaron, Aaron Costello going at heavyweight. Um, so, yeah, and then there is also a freshman division. I think they're calling it the Silver Division at the Luther Open where you've got Charles Matthews going at 33, uh, Wyatt Henson at 41, Sebastian Robles at 157, and then Andy Simaz at 184. Um, here's I, a little interesting, right? Like something maybe to just kind of, you know, tuck in the back of your mind. There, there are a handful of wrestlers that are going to be competing at Luther that will not be attached um, so unattached wrestlers, Colin Shriver, Brettley Reina, Patrick Kennedy, Brennan Swafford, as well as Wyatt Henson, Sebastian Robles, and Andy Simez, um, which means Jesse Ibarra is not 
he's he's going to be wrestling attached, right? That means he's he's going to be in Iowa's all black singlet. This is you know, hey, um, guns are apparently firing on all cylinders, right? There's there's a few different things you can look into here. Um, one, if he actually does wrestle attached. You know, maybe he's the guy that ends up going at 125 to spell Spencer a few times this year. Um, you know, because I think we're all under the impression that Spencer's probably going to be on somewhat of a pitch count. Like, I don't think he'll wrestle everywhere, um, but he'll be there for the big duels, and obviously he'll be there for the um, the postseason, right? Because um, he's, you know, you, you just, you just want to make sure the knees are fine. And so, you know, a contingency plan, it looks like maybe, perhaps, possibly Jesse Ibarra, um, is going to be the guy to spell him every now and again, which is fine. Um, you know, he's he's he you know, he came in as a highly touted recruit, number one ranked, I believe, at 120 um, when he joined the program. Um, he may have wrestled 126 quite a bit his senior year, but hey, you know, uh, he, he won a he won a national title at Fargo, cadet now cadet national title, got to the finals of the world team trials uh, at the cadet level. Um, very credentialed wrestler. Um, other things that I just think are kind of interesting, um, would love to see DeSanto Shriver wrestle again if they both happen to make it to the finals. Um, you know, Turk and Kobe Seabrett going at 49, not Max Murin. Um, Brett Lee Reyna also down at 149. Um, looking forward to seeing that. Um, obviously 165, I think that's going to draw some people's attention, right? You got Alex Marinelli and Patrick Kennedy. Kennedy obviously wrestling unattached. Um, Alex Marinelli, uh, a lot was made, I think, of the of of the intra squad matches, right? Because they wrestled a handful of the same guy. Or they they both wrestled Joe Kelly and Jack McClyman. I, a lot of people were blown away by Patrick Kennedy's performance. I was as well. Um, that dude is going to be a problem the moment that uh, Tom gives him the green light. Um, I don't know if they'll actually wrestle. You know, if they, let's say let's let's assume that Marinelli and Patrick Kennedy both get to the finals at sixty five at the Luther Open. I'm not sure that that match is actually going to happen. Um, but hey, uh, be kind of fun if it did. I think it'd tell us a lot. Um, you know, I just I I, I find I, I'm assuming they've wrestled a fair amount in the room over the last couple years, and so I just I just don't see that happening. Um, so yeah, Swafford going unattached at 74 um, probably tells you where his weight is at and explains you know maybe gives a little bit more context to when Abe Assad beat him at the intra squad. And then we're going to get to see Assad Warner and then also Aaron Costello. Um, you know, it's, just, it's going to be fun to watch these guys hit the mat. So yeah, some random thoughts there about the, the Hawkeye lineup. I think the lineup is pretty straightforward. Um, obviously you got 49 and 84 to figure themselves out. Um, 49, I think is just a little bit more intriguing than 84, 84. I think it's going to be Abe's spot. Um, you know, unless Miles Wilson comes out like a gangbuster and and does the dang thing, um, you know, let's not rule out Nelson Brands either, because um, obviously that guy is he's you know he had a he had up and down season, but you know when when he needed to turn it on at the Big Ten Championships, for example, the guy turned it on. So a um, couple of interesting lineup battles. Otherwise, um, yeah, the Hawkeyes are are pretty straightforward, um, at least how I see it. If that changes, obviously I'll let you guys know. Iowa State's a little bit more. There's a few more interesting things going on here, right? I mean, looking at the, you know, what they got, it's. Let's just, I mean, let's just jump into it, right? Kyson Tarakina, I think, um, is kind of your lead guy at 125. Corey Cabanban is um, maybe another guy to watch. Um, you know, 25, um, going to be a really interesting weight this year. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, what kind of progress a lot of those guys make. Um, so we'll 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 check into that race a little bit. One thirty three. Um, I think Iowa State's in good hands with Ramazan Adesayev. Um, this is a guy very credentialed freestyle wrestler. Won a U twenty three national title in twenty twenty, um, and that was down at fifty seven kilos. I had to go search that one to remember which weight specifically he was at. But um, we got to talk to him at media day. Ramazan feels pretty good about the the continued transformation or the continued development of folk style wrestling for him. Um, he came from Russia. Um, they don't do folk style over there, but he's, I mean, he's figuring some things out and, and obviously he's a very talented wrestler to be able to win, um, you know, an age level national title like that, because that's, you know, there's quite a few heavy hitters in that field and, and he took care of business. So 41 looking at Zach Redding bumping up from 33. Um, I like the way this guy wrestled last year, man. And I, I know he stumbled really hard near the end, but you know, third at the big 12 tournament and say qualifier as a true freshman, um, you know, the guy scrapped. I don't remember him really ever getting the brakes beat off of him, which is very telling for a true freshman that, you know, um, you know, the guy's tough. Um, so I, you know, up at 141 now, 
um, less worry about weight control, more worry about, um, I wouldn't even say worry, more focus or emphasis on, you know, just getting better at wrestling, right? Which, you know, we've seen that over the years with guys that bump up a weight and they don't have to worry about their weight as much and they blossom, right? I mean, we saw it in with Iowa State not too long ago when Ian Parker made the same jump, right? I know after the whole Kane and Store thing, um, Ian Parker bumped up to 141 and, um, you know, has consistently been one of the best wrestlers there. I know he doesn't have the results because he's just been fighting injuries here and there, but, you know, maybe the same thing can happen for Zach Redding. Um, you know, I, I like the way he wrestles, so I'm very excited to kind of see him there this year. 149, um, maybe the most, one of the most intriguing lineup battles in the country. At least that's what I keep calling it because I think it's just super fascinating, right? You got two All-American caliber guys in Ian Parker and Jared Dagan up at 149. Um, Iowa State had some Russell offs last week. And Ian Parker beat Cam Robinson 10-3. So kind of shows you where, where they're at. I, I anticipate Cam is probably going to redshirt this year. He could be the future at this weight. But the whole Parker-Dagan thing, super fascinating. Um, I don't know if they're both going to the Grandview Open. I don't know if this is going to be an in-house type of thing. Um, but, hey, super interesting, right? Um, because, you know, let's say Dagan wins the spot, keeps the spot. He's an All-American there. Parker, I believe, still has the capability to go back down to 41. Then you got another lineup issue there between him and Redding. A um, lot of talented wrestlers um, for for fewer spots than there are bodies, um, right? But, you know, if Parker wins, um, there are fewer options for Dagan, right? And so it's just, it just creates a super fascinating dynamic here. Um, you know, who, who, you know, I, a lot of different questions I think that come to mind, you know, like who, who is, who's going to be the better guy. I, I, am of the belief that probably Ian Parker has an edge in that race right now. Um, what's best for the team. I'm not sure that holding one of these guys out is the best thing for the team, but, um, you know, Hey, like that's, that's kind of the, you know, Kevin Dresser kind of alluded to this a little bit at media day too. It's kind of the, you know, the beauty of the sport is that you get to pick what way you want to go. And if you win the spot, you win the spot. Right. So I'm super intrigued to kind of see how that one unfolds. It could go back and forth over the year. Um, or they could just decide it this weekend, maybe if they're both at the Grandview open and that's that. Right. So, um, just something to keep an eye on One fifty-seven for Iowa state, David Carr, duh, um, 165 for Iowa State. This is kind of interesting, right? There's a lot of dudes here. Um, Austin Kreiser, I think I gave him the nod. He's a transfer from Campbell, um, at least to start the year, right? Transfer from Campbell. Um, you know, he's been to the SOCON finals. Um, you know, and then the guys behind him, a bunch of Iowa guys that we've been watching for the last few years. Logan Schumacher, Isaac Judge, Grant Stotts, uh, Carter Schmidt, I think, is in the mix there. A um, lot of capable wrestlers here. Really like the way Isaac Judge wrestled at times last season. Logan Schumacher, um, believe he took six at the Big 12 tournament the one year he was able to go. Um, you know, Grant Stotts, very, very capable wrestler there. So I gave Kreiser the nod because, you know, you're not going to transfer in and not be the guy, right? But uh, remains to be seen. So this could be one of those weights where at the Grandview Open we could see some of these guys compete and maybe that gives us a little bit clearer picture about um, who the front runner is in that race. Uh, 174, another kind of interesting um Interesting lineup battle here, I think, potentially, right? Julian Broderson is your returning starter. Um, had a lot of really, really nice moments last year. Had a win over Anthony Mantanona, um, as well as Anthony Montalvo. Um, so he swept both his Oklahoma and Oklahoma State opponents. Um, limited matches last year, but he was 5-2 and two heading into February. Um, stumbled down the stretch a little bit. Um, so, And then they, I think the other one to watch here, well, I, I, there might be a couple names here. Joel Devine, um, formerly Joel Shapiro. Um, we know how good that guy is. Valley, um, you know, Valley grad was a uh, junior national champ. Um, you know, DeMichael Franklin, I think, is in the mix there at 174 as well. So this could be another intriguing lineup battle. Again, kind of going to, um, you know, give Broderson the, the lead here in this race. Um, but this one could be kind of interesting, right? That, I mean, this could be another one where, you know, maybe Broderson just kind of cements his spot and, and this is his. Or uh, maybe they go back and forth a little bit. I don't know. This could be. That could be another intriguing weight to watch. 184, Marcus Coleman. Um, I think this is his weight. I think he's primed for, um, you know, not just to be the starter at this weight, but perhaps even for a pretty big season as well. Ames native. Um, showed a lot of really good things last year, even though he bumped all the way up to 197. This guy's actually, yeah, he started at 74, wrestled 84, wrestled 97. I think 84 is the perfect weight for him. I think he could really do some damage at this weight this season. Um, and I'm very excited to watch him hit the mat. Um, guys behind him, Cody Fisher, super interested to kind of see, you know, that, that guy wrestled 220 when he was in college, or not college, high school, Woodward Granger grad. Um, and now he's down at 84. Um, believe he won one of the wrestle-off matches last week as well. So um, the weight cut might be working. So 
Just something to keep in mind here. I think this is Marcus's weight, um, but um, some intriguing potential behind him. 197, younger Bastida. Um, only 197-pounder listed on Iowa State's roster, but um, if this experiment continues to go awry, maybe Cody Fisher bumps up. Maybe you got Caleb Long. Uh, maybe he'll bump up. They could fill in if needed. Um, you know, hey, so uh, I, I think this is younger spot. Um, again, I know Dresser at Media Day expressed confidence that his uh, folk style development has taken – um, you know, it's, it, there's been good things that he's seen throughout the off season. So, you know, we'll see, um, we'll kind of see how that is. And then 285, Sam Schuler um, transferred in from Buffalo, um, got some depth behind him with Ethan Anderson and Francis Dugan. Um, but Schuler, um, yeah, he's got, he's got a couple years left with Iowa state, um, you know, kind of up and down a little bit at Buffalo. I know he was kind of bouncing back and forth between heavyweight and 197 the last couple years. So really didn't get a chance. I mean, I, this is a little bit inside wrestling stuff, but like those those weights are so far enough apart that you know you got to commit to being a 97 pounder, you got to commit to being a heavyweight. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to try and bounce back and forth because you don't really have time to settle in and, and really adjust to the style and competition that's required um, to be successful at either one. So he's full bore at 285 this year. Um, you know, and now that he's in the room with guys like Ethan Anderson, Francis Dugan, and then also Kyvin Gadsden, right? I mean, let's not forget that he's in the room scrapping as well. Um, think he, uh, he, fine answer there for him, um, you know, joining the Cyclones to replace Gannon Gremmel, who was an All-American last year. So yeah, that's the Cyclones. Um, you know, they're tentatively going to be at the Grandview Open. Not sure who is going to be there, how many are going to be there. I know they normally do two divisions, kind of an open division and a fresh soft division. Um, so, you know, so we'll see. So, um, you know, one of the teams that I'm looking forward to kind of seeing, you know, Hey, who, who goes, um, who competes, who wins, who does well, what does it mean moving forward? I know that, um, Iowa state has a couple other open tournaments, um, early in the season to kind of figure out, um, who their starters are going to be out of the gate, but that's the Cyclones, um, super intriguing team. I think there's some really good talent there in spots, um, and some very, very intriguing lineup battles. Um, for sure that we will monitor not just through this first month of the season, but obviously throughout the season as a whole. Wrapping up with Northern Iowa, um, super intriguing lineup. I think there's a lot of experience here um, at certain weights and there's some intriguing lineup battles at other weights. So let's, you know, let's just go down the line here. Brody Teske at 125. I think that's, um, you know, that's, that's a duh thing. 33, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, there's, there's some intrigue here, right? I think they've, they've got a lot of capable wrestlers at this weight, at least in my opinion. Um, I, we wrote in Jack Skidlarzik is kind of the, the leader here in this particular race, just cause he's been to the last couple big 12 championships. But then you've also got Kyle Biscaglia, who I thought was really, really good last year. Kind of thought he had solidified himself as the starter. Um, you know, I think it was a late season wrestle off that gave Scud the nod at the big 12 tournament. Um, so, and then you got Jack Wagner behind both of them. Wagner, very intriguing prospect. Um, you know, he was a uh, eighth place finisher at the senior men's freestyle national championships last spring. Um, I know Doug has really liked the way he's come on over the last few months. So, um, you know, we'll see kind of how that shakes out. Three, three capable wrestlers. Julie, you can throw Julian Farber in there, although he's a freshman and I'm pretty sure he's going to take a red shirt this year. Um, but yeah, super intriguing weight um, with, you know, three, absolutely two, possibly three capable bodies there that you could throw out there. 141 is where things get a little interesting, right? So we got Ethan Basil slotted in as the starter for now. Um, he was the returning, um, he started in the postseason last year for Northern Iowa at 41. But behind him, uh, Kale Happel, Gable Fox, Connor Thorpe, Garrett Mole. Um, this is going to be one of those where it might be a little touch and go this year, right? It's, you know, who's, who's more consistent, who's putting up, who's putting up points, who's putting up wins, who's, you know, who, who's doing the things that Schwab wants to see in order to maintain this spot, right? So it's going to be a really interesting lineup battle, a lot of capable bodies here. Um, I'm not sure how many of them are going to be at the Grandview Open this weekend. I know Northern Iowa is going to have a presence here in Des Moines. Um, you know, I think it's mostly just going to be freshmen, um, but I don't know that a handful of these guys are going to be here. So we may not learn anything about 141. Um, we may learn a few things about some other weights um, or maybe even the future of you and I, but um, 141, um, this, this could be a revolving door this year. So buckle up. We could learn quite a bit. 149, Tristan Lara, um, NCAA qualifier, uh, fifth place finisher at the big 12 tournament last season, giving him the nod. Um, some intriguing depth here though, with Colin real Uh, he transferred in from Brown. Um, I believe he will provide some pressure for the spot. This guy is, uh, um, 
He's he's got some interesting credentials, man. He represented Italy at the Senior World Championships this past summer. Um, you know, I think he also went to the U23 World Championships. So getting him back in the room, what kind of, um, you know, where does he fit into the lineup? I think he could maybe squeeze in either at 49 if he can take out T-Bird or maybe even 57, right? Um, you know, which is really, I think that's, it's really interesting that he could potentially be at both of those weights because internationally he wrestles 65 kilos, which is about 143 pounds. So um, we'll see how, how this shakes out. I like Tristan Lara, um, though, as the front runner. Um, and I think it'll ultimately the spot will be his moving forward. 157, Cade Lara, um, another Lara in a starting role for the Panthers. Again, um, Real Buto's here. Derek Holschlag is going to be here as well. Caleb Legnick um, from Perry. Um, some intriguing depth. This could be another interesting lineup um, spot um, just to kind of monitor throughout the season, right? Because you just, you know, where, where are these guys at? Um, you know, that's what's going to make these open tournaments so fun just to kind of see where these guys are at um, against each other, potentially against other competition. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot to be learned here about a handful of weights, specifically 41, 57, uh, maybe even 33 a little bit, even though we kind of know those guys, um, but just kind of, you know, Hey, who's consistent early on to maybe take the lead in this, in the, in the race for the starting spot, 165 pounds, Austin Yant, um, one of the team captains for you and I, this season returning and say qualifier here, um, battled an injury for most of last season, got a match in before the big 12 championships, um, then he ended up qualifying for the NCAA championships. He went two and two, a couple of bonus point wins. He begins the season ranked number 24 by Intermat at 165. Um, I believe he's going to be your guy here. So 165, Austin Yant, shout out Waverly Showrock behind him could be uh, Pat Schoenfelter, Dajan Johnson. Um, so pretty straightforward there. 174, Lance Runyon. Um, another guy that qualified for the NCAA championships didn't get to wrestle in there because of an injury. Um, and he's still on the men. So he may not see live action for a little bit earlier in the season. Could have a couple of guys like Pat Schoenfelter who's working his way up to, um, you know, he could be 65, 74 bouncing back and forth. Jay Dajan Johnson, who is a one-time old dominion wrestler who transferred in, um, you know, the, the, we could see a couple of different guys here early on. I think when when push comes to shove, this is going to be Lance spot once he's fully healthy. Um, but, hey, be prepared for some Pat Schoenfelter and some Dejan Johnson in the meantime. 184, Parker Keckeisen. He's the returning All-American. Next question, right? This, this weight belongs to him. Um, you know, you got some intriguing potential behind him in uh, a couple of freshmen, Jared Sima and Adam Aronson. Um, I don't know that we're going to see those guys this year, um, at least not in Panther singlets. We'll probably see them at some opens. Would not be shocked to see them this weekend in Grandview. Um, so I know Doug's very, very high on a lot of these guys. We've obviously known Adam Aronson for quite a while from Union. Uh, Three-time state finalist, was a state champ a couple years ago, All-American in Greco-Roman wrestling. Jared Sima coming out of Kansas. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, multiple-time All-American. believe he won a junior folk style national title last year. Very, very talented wrestler. I know Doug loves what he's seen from him in the room over the last month or so, um, I really since he's gotten to campus. So, um, But this is Parker Keckeisen's weight, um, you know, not just a, a returning All-American, but, um, you know, national title contender, I think, at this weight, um, pretty deep weight nationally. So we'll see how Parker stacks up against the competition as we as we roll forward. 197, this is kind of an intriguing one. Um, I don't know how it, – it's so Noah Glazer is probably going to be your starter right out of the gate. Um you know, this is a guy that's kind of bounced back and forth, 74, 84, 97 over the last few seasons. 97 just seems to be the spot where, um, you know, he can slide into the starting lineup. Um, you know, he's generally been pretty undersized there. Um, you know, behind him, it's really it's a handful of freshmen, right? I think Aronson could spend some time at 197. I think John Gunderson, who is a late addition to Northern Iowa's uh, 2021 recruiting class, um, you know, he could he could potentially be an option in the future here. Um, I don't know if that means a few years from now or you know, it, it, maybe he'll flash through the first half of this season all the way through the Midlands and maybe maybe Doug pulls his red shirt. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing ideas here. Um, I think he'll have to be super, super impressive and consistent if that's going to be the option. But, um, yeah, I think we're, we're going to see Noah Glazer here at 197. Um, it's just kind of the way the roster ultimately panned out. Um, you know, they a few years ago they had a multiple options at 197. I think they were maybe trying to wait and see if Jacob Holschlag could come back. He was an All-American in 2018. Um, and then just too many injuries kind of forced him to um, wrap up his competitive career, which always stinks. Um, you know, you want wrestlers to kind of go out on their own terms. But, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see Noah Glazer here. We'll see John Gunderson at a handful of open tournaments, and, and we'll kind of see how he does and, and keep monitoring this situation. Um, 
and we'll just kind of see how it unfolds. 285, Carter Isley, uh, returning NCAA qualifier, two-time NCAA qualifier, um, 68 career victories, kind of been a guy at the end of the lineup for you and I. Um, could face a little bit of pressure this year, I think, from guys like Tyrell Gordon, who's kind of bulked his way up to about 230, 240. Um, and then John McConkey, super talented um, heavyweight out of Atlantic. I know he was a junior All-American coming out of high school as well. But um, I think Isley's your guy to start the year here. He's ranked number 23 nationally. Um, and then it's kind of on Tyrell and, and McConkey to maybe apply some pressure and perhaps even usurp him. So um, that's the Panthers. Um, some returning experience and talent in some weights, some very intriguing lineup battles at some other weights. Um, Going to be kind of fun to watch and follow these open tournaments and first few competitions to see um, you know, who emerges as maybe the true front runners at some of these weights. You know, Again, these, these are my best educated guesses, so um, competition reveals all. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with the Panther train moving forward. So, yeah, those are rambly off the cuff thoughts on the lineups for Iowa, Iowa state, you and I, it's just gonna, you know, like, and I always kind of hesitate to do things like this. Cause it's always fun to like spitball ideas and what does it mean? And what are we going to see? And what could we see? What should they do this, that, and the next, um, I usually wait until competition because I think that's, that's obviously what reveals more, um, which is what's going to make this weekend so exciting, right? So you got the Luther open up in Decorah, Grandview open down in Des Moines. Um, I don't know that we're going to learn everything, um, but we're going to see quite a few things, um, and we'll know more by the end of the weekend than we did going in, right? So I think that's, that's I think, the, the biggest thing that you guys should pay attention to. So going to be fun, really excited, a lot of wrestling back, and uh, um Hey, you know, let's 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 get rolling. Um, so yeah, those are those are my lineup thoughts. I think we're going to end today's show with um, a couple of interviews, like I promised. Uh, West Delaware's Wyatt Volker, Ankeny's Trevor Anderson got the chance to talk to these guys over the last few weeks um, about their college decisions. Both of them are actually going to be going to Northern Iowa, so both of them will sign as part of. You and I's 2022 recruiting class. Um, these guys are at at the current moment, as I'm recording this show, um, two of 19 in-state seniors from the state of Iowa that are going Division One. Um, so four of them, I believe, are going to Northern Iowa. You got Wyatt Volker, you got Trevor Anderson, you also got Garrett Funk from Don Bosco and Chet Bus from North Butler. Um, so I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. They only have a five man class as far as I know. Um, at least again, as of recording this podcast. So, um, yeah, got to chat with them over the last few weeks. Um, I'm hoping to try and do more of these kind of recruiting breakdown interviews. Cause it just kind of gives me a chance to really, um, one, see these guys, um, get to see their excitement about announcing their decisions. Uh, but then also kind of just talk to them about the process, right? Especially for the, the current senior class. It's been a really interesting um, recruiting process for these guys because, you know, at first you had the pandemic, um, you know, so the summer of 2020 when all these guys could be taking visits and really kind of talking to coaches and getting to know them, um, you know, they're, they're really only kind of limited to digital conversation, right? So text messages, phone calls, FaceTimes maybe, uh, so it's just, you know, you, you get robbed of, of a summer of opportunity, right? And, you know, and then on top of that, you know, you, you don't have these big high-level competitions for these guys to go and compete at. Um, and so, you know, that kind of limits recruiting. Um, you know, it just, it just kind of stunts the recruiting process is kind of the point I'm getting in that. And then, um, you know, then you fast forward to this summer, all these things come back. So you're able to do a lot of cool things. You're able to go compete again. Um, you know, but then it also kind of rushes the process, right? Because now it's, you know, the fall of your senior year, what visits are you going to be taking? There's some pressure there and it's not just you that's facing that. It's everybody else at your weight class, your future projected weight classes. Um, you know, so just super interesting to kind of pick these guys brains about the recruiting process over the last few years. And, and especially in the case of these two, right? Wyatt Volker from West Delaware, um, you know, state champ last year in class two A, 195 pounder. Then he was a, you know, junior folk style national finalist, junior freestyle, all American junior Greco national champ. Um, one of the fastest rising recruits, not just in Iowa, but I think in, in the country, um, you know, he, he went all over the place, man, you know, Iowa state, you and I, Iowa, um, you know, took, a, took a visit out to North Carolina, as you guys will hear. Um, and then he ultimately settled on the Panther train, um, 
So super, super excited for that dude. It was awesome to kind of feel his energy. Um, and then talking with Ankeny's Trevor Anderson, you know, his, his was even more interesting because, you know, the summer, last summer, when all these high-level competitions are back, he was he was on the mend, right? He had a pretty gnarly shoulder injury uh, midway through his junior season, came back and muscled his way to a second state title. Um, but then he, you know, he, he, he got, he, he'd been healing, right? Like he hasn't, he only recently got cleared to get back on the mat. Um, you know, his first competition, he, he mentions it, um, you know, nine months, 10 days, something like that, um, you know, was going to be in early December when Ankeny Russell's Valley, um, in a CIML duel. So, um, you know, we got to talk to him about that process, just kind of like, what, what was that like for you? How hard was it? Um, you know, but it, and excellent conversation with him, excellent conversation with both of these guys. So, um, that's how we're going to wrap up today's show. Um, a couple of, uh, recruiting conversations, decisions, and commitments, um, from Wyatt Volker and Trevor Anderson. We'll go back to back there. Um, starting with Wyatt ending with Trevor and I'll see you guys on the other side. So I hope you guys enjoy. Wyatt Boker here, West Delaware senior, um, with some big news, man. Let's stop beating around the bush. What uh, we, we got a college commitment here. What, what's the answer? Uh, I'm going to be a Panther. I decided yesterday. I let my coaches know, so I'm going to be a Panther. How how does that feel, man? Just talking to uh, you know Schwab and the staff and, and letting them know. It sounds like that they, they were pretty excited they, to get that they answer. They were fired up for sure. I called Schwab, and I don't think I've ever uh, seen someone or like heard someone so ready, fired up. I think he just got done working out. I think he was ready to run through a brick wall. I was ready to run through a brick wall. So. <laughs> he told me last night he got the wall down. So, I mean, I'm fired up. I'm ready to be on the Panther train. That's awesome. Northern Iowa, um, what was the process like for you, man? Like, who, like, what, what schools did you talk to? What ultimately made you and I the final decision? Yeah, I talked to, I mean, I probably talked to over 10 schools. Probably, I got down to four pretty serious there at the end. Uh, North Carolina, Iowa, Iowa State, and then, of course, you and I. And I kind of had it narrowed down to the final three in Iowa. I went on my Iowa State last Iowa State visit last week. It was awesome. Iowa was awesome. I mean, I was having, I was pretty stressed out for a while, just trying to decide. But I mean, ultimately, I kept talking to my coaches, boss, and crew, and they were like, "Dude, what are your, what are your ultimate like goals, and what are your, what are you looking for in a college?" And I said, "I mean, a coaching staff that's gonna love me and treat me like a person, and try to get me to win national, Olympic, and world titles, and find a culture kind of like West Delaware, just because I love our culture so much." And it was, it was you and I the whole time. So I mean. It was a perfect fit for me. Absolutely. The the process, I mean, you, the, those are some heavy hitters, right? Iowa, Iowa State, you and I have consistently been very good. Um, North Carolina, that's, you know, that's a, that's a pretty far ways from home. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of you big game guys who have been committing recently, um, you know, Robbie's going to Virginia. Garvin's going to Stanford, like not shying yeah. away from exploring a little bit. Um, how much fun has this fall been just kind of, you know, learning about different programs and taking these visits and talking with coaches. I mean, you, you guys have, there's, there's been a lot here, yeah. right? It's definitely experience or experience. Um, I mean, I ain't just enjoying it. Like the whole time I had, I had a lot of fun going on my visits, North Carolina, was beautiful campus was awesome, but I just, I didn't feel at home there. And then, I mean, the Iowa football game I got to go to, I got to go to the Iowa Penn state game. I mean, what a better game to go to <laughs> at Iowa state. I got to go to Iowa upset. Iowa state upset Okie state. So I mean, just some great football <laughs> games this fall to go to and meet some really great people throughout. Like all the coaching staffs that were recruiting me were awesome. I loved them. I appreciate everything they did for me and the time they spent on me. But I mean, it's been fun towards the end. I, you know, it gets a little stressful. I knew signing day was the 10th and I was ready to commit and had a lot of conversations with coaches, friends, family, I mean, I talked to Garvin every day almost. I was on the phone with him yesterday. So we were both really excited for each other and now to take the next step. Absolutely. The process with you and I, when did they first reach out to you? What was uh, kind of the relationship building process like there? Um, I think I think Schwab reached out to me the first day. Actually, it was funny. I had quite a few calls the first day and my buddies were at man camp and I think Garvin and a couple other big game guys called me as Schwab actually. <laughs> like before you and I had talked to me and I was like all into it and they were messing with me, but he ended up calling me that day and then, I mean, they've, they've definitely been the most consistent with me. I mean, I, they had a home visit the second day in June, I think, and then I had my first visit there. And then even as I was getting close to signing day, all three of them drove after practice. This was two weeks ago. They all drove to my house, wanted to talk to me again about stuff. And just, I mean, I talked to them once a week probably, and they're just, they've been awesome for me. I mean, I talked to Randy on the phone a lot. I, I love Roper, and, I mean, Schwab gets me fired up. He's been down to big game a lot, so I get to see him a lot and just – talking with them it's just it's been the most where I can feel like I can be at myself be myself and just 
grow as a wrestler and be the best version of me. Absolutely. How much does, they've had a lot of success with some of those upper weights, right? Like I'm thinking yeah. Taylor Lujan, I'm thinking Drew Foster, right? Jacob Holschlag was an All-American back a few years back. That The development that they've been able to, um, you know, the, the development you guys have been able to see at some of those heavier weights, how much did that kind of play a factor in this decision? I mean, it was huge, right? Like they always talked about like, you're never gonna get a partner better than me. And when they came to my house a couple weeks ago, they said, if you wanna find a better 84 pound partner in the country, you won't. The 184 pound champ is gonna be at UNI the next four years with Parker Kazakhstan. And I went on a, I went to an RTC practice there and wrestled him and I absolutely loved him. We became really close here lately. And I mean, Foster and Lujan as partners too, every day in the room. And then Parker to add on to that. I mean, there's not better not many better partners than that out there absolutely so. and then the other the other fun thing about you and i is a lot of in-state kids the last few years right mm -hmm. there's i know parker's from wisconsin but lance runyon at 74 carter isley's the heavyweight this year and then you know you can go up and down the lineup teskey's there um the lairs are there uh viscogly is there just a lot of in-state flavor yeah, there right Apple. yeah kale happel adam allard um I, is that i mean how cool was that to i mean you probably knew a lot of these guys just growing oh, yeah. up wrestling me, right me and adam aaronson have been really tight there you go. yeah there's another one and, yeah he's me and him have been really good buddies we even showed pigs together and he shows goats so i mean i've been around him a lot <laughs> i used to go to a club with kale happel he's been one of the first clubs i went to so me and him have known each other for a long time so talk to him a little bit i mean it's awesome i mean we're trying to grow the state is iowa boys right so we got a team with a bunch of iowa boys i'm i'm ready to go win national titles with them, so i'm not i'm not in it just to be an all-american absolutely yeah i think last question for you um Obviously, you still got football season to go, but you get this decision out of the way before your senior wrestling season starts. How nice is that just to kind of relieve of that pressure, right? Um, it's been awesome. I mean, you can talk <laughs> to my parents. They know I've been stressing about this the last couple of weeks, and my my coach, Coach Voss, said, you know, you're going to feel way better after this. After I decided, I've already started to feel better, you know, just calm down, and I can just relax, focus on football here, win a state championship in football. It would be pretty cool, and then just get to have one last year with my boys in the, on the wrestling team. Absolutely. Wyatt Voker, uh, future UNI Panther. You got anything else for me, man? Panther train, baby. Panther train. Trevor Anderson here, senior at Ankeny High School with a college decision here. Um, I, we see the shirt, man. Let's let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, committing to the University of Northern Iowa. Yep. What, uh, what went into the decision, man? Uh, I just felt it was like... I don't know how to explain it. Just kind of the feeling. You get there and you feel that's right. And I love the coaching staff there, Roper, Schwab, and Robbins. They all really are invested in me and care about me. And it's only two hours away, so staying in the state. That's dope. I like that. What? Uh, when did they first reach out to you? What was the process like, you know, talking with them, taking visits? Yeah. Um, so I think it wasn't right away, but later on, after right, right before high school season, he reached out. And then he kind of watched me over my season after I got hurt, and then he kept talking to me more and more. And then, funny thing about about Doug, I was wondering if I was ever gonna take a visit because he he always loses his phone. But then I, just this last weekend, he's like, "Come down for a visit," and I did it, and I loved it. So nice. Okay, who was uh, I, what? What was the visit like? What was it? What what made it click for you? Right? It wasn't like this big thing where they spoil you with a bunch of like stuff. It was just I went toward campus and then watched practice and then met all the guys and I loved all. Guys on that team, they're all like close knit, and a lot of them are Iowa guys too, which helps. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, how how much of an impact is you know, I you can go up and down the lineup. There's Iowa kids at virtually every weight. Like that's that's kind of how he's built the program, right? That mm -hmm. clearly had an impact on you, right? Yeah, I mean, but he he kind of said something. I can't remember what it was. We were at Seabolt and we were in the sauna, and he kind of said, "Why would you ever want to leave the state of Iowa wrestling when you can go right here and get the best for yourself?" I mean, obviously, Iowa's on the come up. And there's no reason to leave. So, yeah, absolutely. the The process for you as a whole, I know, was a little unique because of um, because of your injury, because of you know, summer before your your junior year, it's COVID summer, so not a lot of opportunities to compete. What was the process like for you overall before landing on UNI? Like, who? I mean, who were you hearing from? What kind of visits were you taking? I was hearing from a lot a lot of schools in the beginning, and then a lot of them kind of didn't talk to me as much when I got injured and then that's I mean it actually in some ways it sucked because I, I mean I haven't wrestled Fargo in two years but kind of helped kind of showed out who the real coaches were that really wanted to invest in me and cared and that was nice so got to see who really cared yeah what were I what, what were all the I know you and I have talked about it a little bit but the visits that you took like what what were where all did you go and what were, what would you kind of enjoy about that so I went over to Grandview and I mean, I like I like that. I like Coach Mitchell a lot, and I worked out with him a few times. And then I went over to Northern Illinois, 
and Coach Ludwig. He's he's really awesome. It's basically it was a decision between you and I and, and them. So I like him a lot. And that was pretty fun too. And IU was because Blake goes there. Yeah. So had a guy there that I knew. And then I went to Iowa, obviously, with that big recruiting visit, and that was really fun. Obviously, I got to see a lot of guys I don't see anymore, like Caleb and them and Drake. And then I went over to Edinburgh in Pennsylvania, flew out there. And that's kind of a different feel because you have this really small school, but it's such a rich history in wrestling. Like, if you think of, like, most, if you look at a lot of the head coaches, they're either from Edinburgh or Iowa. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. And they have this small wrestling room, and it's crazy how they're still pretty good. They're kind of on a rebuild, but that visit was fun. And then I went to UNI and just felt that that was right. Yeah, we don't often see a lot of in-state kids leave the state for a number of different reasons, right? Like all the different opportunities that are available here. Um, but like I know you and I specifically has has really made their living on a lot of in-state kids and bringing them in and, you know, developing them like, you know, Drew Foster, Jacob Holschlag, um, you know, Max Thompson, um, Bryce Steyard, um, you know, and then they bring in some other out-of-state guys to kind of mix it in the room. How... As a, as a kid that grows up in state, how like conscious of that are you? Like how aware or how much do you follow? You know, like I was made a living. You know, the Hawkeyes have made a living with like Pennsylvania kids. Um, you know, it seems like the the recruiting class that the Cyclones are bringing in have two tough Michigan kids coming in, and then you look at Northern Iowa, and it's like, dang, you know, like eighty percent of their roster is a bunch of in-state kids. Like, are you aware of that as you're you know growing up watching these teams going through the process, or do you not think about it too much until you take these visits? You don't really think about it until you take these visits. How much like. Iowa kids you go in there you kind of get in the room on your visit and you're like oh shoot I forgot he even like went here because it's just an Iowa kid that you remember but I mean a lot of most kids will say they grew up watching Iowa wrestling like Brent Metcalf all those guys and then really you start watching you and I like Drew Foster was huge for that I mean you see a homegrown Iowa kid that never won a state title and wins a national title out of nowhere kind of and I mean kind of and that ignites a spark in you showing that I mean Doug obviously knows what he's talking about and he can raise, give you a national champ. Yeah. Well, and then he, you know, he sticks around in the room with the Panther Wrestling Club, right? Like, I know they're they're trying to build a little bit of a freestyle presence, keeping him and Luhan and a handful of other guys around, too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, I mean, did you guys talk about that at all, like post-grad opportunities? Because like you said, like, I know you like to do the Fargo thing and freestyle stuff. Yeah, I like freestyle. We didn't talk too much about that. It was mainly about folk style, but Luhan was in there still training. It's pretty cool to see him because, I mean, kind of got kind of got screwed to everything taken away from him. He's yeah, been right. making a pretty good scene on the freestyle scene. So Yeah, what, he's won U23s and seniors, I think, since, mm-hmm. I guess, in the time since he's graduated? Yep. So, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I assume 25-33, or did you talk to Doug about, you know, weights at the next level? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not growing anymore, so <laughs> I'll probably be a four-year four 125-pounder, which is pretty hard to find, so. Yeah. That's a little bit of a unicorn when it comes to recruiting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then the other thing I wanted to ask you about is like, you know, first day of practice is um, next week, right? For mm-hmm. the high school season, your senior season. Um, I know obviously you didn't compete at all this summer just with the injury and coming back from that. But how is it weird to think, you know, you got a college decision in the bag now and your senior season is starting soon. Like, has it kind of sunk in that, hey, there's only a few months left here of rep in Ankeny, right? Like, that's weird. Yeah, so... I wanted to get this out of the way, just give me a stress-free, kind of get it off my shoulders, just go into my senior year and focus on that. And me and my friends were just talking, like, we're having grad parties this year. It's super weird. Like, we're actually seniors. <laughs> and can't, yeah, it's kind of weird. I've already been wrestling for Ankeny for already three years, and this is going to be my fourth. Pretty crazy. Yeah. What uh, What are you most looking forward to coming up this last year? Kind of just, I mean, the first three years, it's kind of stressful because – you're like, oh, all these schools maybe are looking. So this year it's just like kind of let it fly. And I mean, what is it, December 2nd? My first first match in nine months and ten days is what I calculated. So, I mean. <laughs> Who's keeping count, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> pumped for that. So it's, it's going to be fun. That's awesome. How often have you been back on the mat, um, you know, training or just working out? And... Um. Okay, so August I think it's 12th, I got cleared to just drill. Okay. So I drilled for about a month at Seabolt, and then I kind of gradually got back in. But you know me, I kind of wanted to push it. <laughs> I just wanted to go live right away and lift, but my mom kind of told me no, and I kind of worked back into it. And then about, like, October, I really started, like, wrestling live. 
I had a few like maybe scares in there here and there, but I mean that was I expected that. But now I'm feeling great and getting back full strength. Yeah, lifting a lot, wrestling a lot. They're like the element of like, you know, like not that you forgot how to do things with your shoulder, but like learning to kind of trust it again in certain yep. positions. You know, whether you're wrestling or lifting or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's it's super weird. I mean, you take like probably what was it, seven months, seven months off, and you figure out your timing's completely off. Like know how to wrestle, but you're not to your full potential. It's super weird. But I'm getting back into it. Yeah. Have you kind of thought about what that first match is going to be like? You guys wrestle Valley tonight, right? Yeah, I don't know who I'll wrestle, but, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and kind of go back to where I started from. Righteous, man. Trevor Anderson, senior from Ankeny Future, UNI Panther. You got anything else for me, man? Uh, go Ankeny Hawks and go Panthers. <laughs> there you go. Huge, huge thank you to Wyatt Volker and Trevor Anderson, not just for sitting down and talking to me about their recruiting process, but also just, um, you know, one of the weird slash fun parts of my job is just kind of pestering all these high school guys about their recruitments. And, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of guys are really, really welcoming and, and bring me into their recruitment process and, and what they, you know, the visits they're taking, who they're hearing from, what they're talking with coaches about this, that and the next. So really, really super appreciate Wyatt and Trevor specifically. Um, you know, for sitting down and talking with me and, um, you know, really bringing me into their process from, from start to finish. I, I keep a lot of these things close to the vest for these guys because it's their recruiting process and it's, you know, it's obviously their news and their decision to break and, um, always appreciate it when these guys give me a heads up, uh, so we can get a story out, um, on their decision because I know it's a really big deal for them, um, And so obviously I want to share that news with you guys because these guys work really hard to earn these opportunities. And it's always really, really cool. Um, And I tell these guys, too, I'm always selfishly really excited when they um, when any in-state guy that we've been watching for a few years picks an in-state school, because that means we get to watch them from up close for that much longer. Right. So super jacked for those guys. Um, Super, super pumped for Northern Iowa to collect uh, two talented in-state guys like that, two more talented in-state guys like that. That's kind of how Doug Schwab's built the foundation of his program. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. So that was, uh, that's today's show. We got to a lot today, lineup talk, um, and then a couple of recruiting conversations, but that's it today, guys. Um, thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram, Cody J Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos throughout the entire wrestling season. We have a great deal going on right now. Six months of full digital coverage from the Des Moines register for just a dollar guys. Do Do not pass that up. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.